Yo, how is it going, Bears fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Bear Down Podcast, where we talk everything Bears every day of the week. I'm your host, Chris Malpe, and today I am joined with my co-hosts, Parse Shaw and Jalen McClinton. How's it going, guys? What's up, boys? Going great. It's going okay. I mean, pretty boring, but we got the draft coming up this week. And speaking of the draft, we have a very special guest with us today. We've got the co-host, editor, and writer for the Chicago Audible, a University of Iowa alumni, uh, which which sits pretty well with me, a DePaul grad student with over 2.7 thousand followers and 29,000 Bears-related tweets. Welcome to the show, Nicholas Moriano. How's it going, you guys? I'm happy to be on. So this is Nick's third year in a row being on our draft special episode. We just uh, realized that before we got on the call with him. But with Nick today, we're basically going to be covering everything Bears heading into the draft. There's been a lot going on recently, especially this last Friday. You know, added an offensive lineman in Jason Spriggs, cut Trey Burton. So we've got a lot to cover here. So let's just hop right into it, Nick. Obviously, the Bears made a choice last week to move on from Trey Burton. Do you think it's important that they look at tight ends in the draft? And who are some prospects that you like? Yeah, so I thought um, when I heard the news, it was it was a bit surprising. But when you look at the availability of Trey Burton, that's why the Bears made that move. Mm-hmm. And obviously, there's a lot of guys on that roster. I think nine still under contract, including Jimmy Graham, who they kind of brought in to be that new move tight end. But just some guys that I really like that I, I got a chance to talk to as well when I was at the Senior Bowl. Bryson Hopkins is a guy that I think can come in and be someone that you're looking for as that receiving threat down the field, which is very important in Matt Nagy's offense. Also got a chance to talk to, to Adam Troutman a little bit, mm-hmm. and he's just been picking up a lot of steam and a lot of just publicity, even though he's from you know Dayton. Yeah. But I think those are two guys you look at. Possibly could be guys the Bears are really interested in. Absolutely. I mean, there's other guys, too. I mean, you look at Komet if he's there in the second round. Uh, Harrison Bryant's someone I like personally. But, uh, yeah. Trevin's definitely the most intriguing prospect, in my opinion. But uh, moving on, the Bears currently have some in-house players slated to start in the secondary in Deion Bush and Kevin Tolliver. Which one of those guys are you most comfortable starting? And do you find cornerback or safety to be the more pressing need in the draft? Yeah, that's a really good question. For some reason, though, I have a lot of faith in Deion Bush to be that starter opposite of Eddie Jackson. When you look at what you're really looking at, that strong safety, yes, you can get maybe like a Jeremy Chin in the draft, um, Winfield from from Minnesota that could be that strong safety. You get a boost. But if you have anything close to what an Adrian Amos can provide, that strong safety spot opposite of Eddie Jackson – I think as a defense, you can live with that. I would rather go and invest at a high-caliber player at the cornerback position. Jeff Gladney from TCU is a guy that I really like, has really good foot speed, knows how to shadow receivers, and could be consistently winning those one-on-one matchups. And that's what you're going to be looking for for a cornerback that's opposite of Kyle Fuller. Whoever it's playing is going to be targeted a lot next season. So you want the best available player at that cornerback spot, but I definitely have more confidence right now in Deion Bush than Kevin Tolliver. Definitely. So uh, staying on tight end, if Cole Komet isn't there in the second round for the Bears, it seems like a smart idea to trade down for someone like Adam Trott, Harrison Bryant, or Bryson Hopkins. So this allows the Bears to recoup more day three picks for Ryan Pace, a spot where he seems to, you know, find great gems. So do you think it's a possibility that we trade down if there, if those tight ends aren't there? Yeah, so I think with how the the Bears are with their draft capital, obviously having those two picks in the top 50 and those second-round draft picks, I'm looking at pick number 50, the Bears are kind of trade back, recoup some picks. Um, 
yeah, those tight ends. I don't. So personally, I don't know if I'm investing in a second round tight end. Yeah. But I think that third round, if you can get someone back there, that'd be a pretty sweet spot to get a tight end that you could definitely see production from. But you got to remember, tight ends in their first year haven't consistently produced. And I was like a guy like George Kittle wasn't that much of a contributor, but now you see him now, mm-hmm. one of the best tight ends in the league. Yeah. But. I think if you were to go back maybe third round range and recoup some picks there, that would be a comfortable spot for me to see the Bears take a tight end. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, also just thinking about, you know, the depth of, of the wide receiver group in this, in this, in this draft. And, and you can also take a safety or cornerback if you pick up a fourth round pick or something that that's something that's really intriguing, but heading into your mock drafts for the Chicago audible, you've released two so far. And in your second one, you had the Bears drafting Lloyd Cushenberry in the second round. So how important do you think it is that the Bears grab a a plug-and-play day one starting offensive lineman in the second round of this draft? Yeah, I think that's really important. Like, you can add a a plug-and-play wide receiver in the second round as well. But offensive line, if you don't have, for Nick Foles, let's say he's projected to start come week one, you want him to be as comfortable as possible behind that offensive line and getting a right guard that's not only going to help your quarterback, it's going to help your run game. And I want somebody that's just going to be able to move guys, add some physicality. Because really on that offensive line, you guys, it – there's a lot of guys that can move out in space, but there's no, where's the guy with the physical presence that Kyle yeah. Long used to have there? Mm-hmm. I think it's really important that if you're going to use 43, if Cushenberry, a guy that I really like, is available, you make that move. Or Cesar Ruiz, if he somehow drops to that 43 spot, which I think is unlikely, you take one of those guys, solidify the offensive line. If you have to fluctuate some people, figure that out. But I think a guard in this draft, a day one starter, is going to be really important come this draft. Yeah. Parth, before you ask your question, are you fine with like the, the tackles in this draft too, like a Josh Jones or maybe an Austin Jackson if they're there? Yeah, so that, that would be interesting for me because I think if you take one of those tackles – does that automatically project him to start over yeah. Bobby Massey? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if that would be the case, but I would think if you're maybe going to use maybe one of the later round draft picks to get a tackle, yeah. I'd be okay with that. But look, if they're looking to invest second round at a tackle, that's solidifying that tackle position for the future. But we all know it's win now for the Bears because yeah. they don't make the playoffs this year. There's going to be a lot of changes mm-hmm. come this this team. So going back to the draft, uh, there's a lot of wide receivers in this draft. It's The depth is in, incredible. Um, J.J. Sinkovitz joined our show recently, and he said that he doesn't fully trust Wims or Ridley to step up to become our wide receiver three. Though picking a wide receiver in the draft might be royalty, do you see the Bears looking at someone like K.J. Hamler or T. Higgins? I love K.J. Hamler. That is one of the prospects that once I kept on watching – and envisioning what Matt Nagy could do, yeah, I'm just like, this is the guy that can be their burner. Look, Matt mm-hmm. Nagy wants to be as close to Andy Reid as possible. you got to have the weapons around him. Obviously, tight end's huge, but having a Tyreek Hill kind of player, and to, look, he tried the Tariq Cohen route. It hasn't worked. No, nope. K.J. Hamler has elite speed, and what the Bears really need right now, if you look at their wide receiver depth, they have the X receiver in Allen Robinson. But yep. the Z and Zebra receiver position, to me, are a little iffy. You have uh, Alan, or you have Anthony Miller as that Zebra, that slot receiver, but he's had so many injuries over the years. Yeah. You can get a K.J. Hamler who can play a little bit of Z on the outside, off the line of scrimmage, does a lot of motion, and then you can also fluctuate him and put him into the Zebra position. 
I think KJ Hamler just makes a lot of sense. If Jalen Rieger from TCU were to fall to that second round, that's oh, man. another guy. That's I'd a really good one. Like. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, my last question is about trading down to accumulate more picks. Now, this question is about trading up. You know, we met with players like Isaiah Wilson and Grant Delpit, who might not be there at 43. So do you see Pace giving up um, future assets, you know, in trading up for a third time? In it? Or like, I think this is like, what, the fourth time we trade yeah. up in a row? Yeah, he's traded up a lot. Yeah, that would be interesting. I think he would get a lot of backlash, but yeah. we know Ryan Pace. We know if he, he, he finds somebody now. in this draft. Yeah. He's going to go get him, and I would. I'm not going to rule out anything with Ryan Pace. No, no kidding. Honest. Yeah. Uh, so if he wants to trade up and he does it, I'm not going to say it's going to surprise me. He's going to get destroyed by yeah. a lot of people. But if he ends up getting his guy and he ends up being, you know, something that contribute that can can contribute this season, you can't fault him for. It. He's trying to do everything he can to win, but I just don't think that's the route given the capital he already has. But like I said, I wouldn't surprise it. I wouldn't be surprised personally if he if he trades up and trades back. Like trade 43 up, trade 50 back just to even it out a little bit. That's an interesting option. So our next couple questions are about about late round picks and what we should do with those because obviously we know the Bears have two 6th round picks and two 7th round picks. So one can assume that we won't see both Mitchell Trubisky and Nick Foles on the roster in 2021 following the open competition in training camp in the upcoming season. You know, if it's Trubisky, uh, Foles might opt out of that of that 2021 year. And if it's Foles, we would all assume that Trubisky isn't go- is gone because they are being iffy on his fifth-year option. So do you think it's important to keep an, an eye on late-round quarterbacks like Anthony Gordon and Cole McDonald? Or do you think they don't worry about a quarterback, a young guy, until 2021? You know, it's an interesting question, Chris, because I think as – and I won't give anything because I have a mock draft coming out tomorrow. Oh. But <laughs> quarterback I think is something that the Bears could realistically be looking – you know, it doesn't have to necessarily be late in the draft. I know that they need playmakers to contribute on this team, but if they like somebody in, say, round two, I'm not – I wouldn't be surprised again if Ryan Pace were to get yeah. somebody. But Anthony Gordon, I got a chance to talk to him a couple of times just at the NFL Scouting Combine. Uh, I think he just has a he has a chip on his shoulder. Everyone brings up you're from the air raid system, Mike Leach. Um, can you transition to the NFL? And yeah. He's like, hey, Patrick Mahomes has done it. There's guys already in the NFL that are doing it and showing that it is doable. Absolutely. So I think Anthony Gordon just with a bunch of reps. He only had one season starting, but he had a bunch of passing reps. That's somebody I would look at if you're going to look at maybe the later rounds mm-hmm. to draft a quarterback. Cough, cough, Jalen Hurts for like half the Bears fans. Yeah, yeah. They, a lot of Bears fans love Jalen Hurts. Yeah, isn't Gardner Minshew from that Mike Leach yeah. system? Oh, yeah, too? yeah, so absolutely. Yeah, so that's what he always people, brings yeah. up. Um, it seems like a golden opportunity for a prospect to learn behind guy like Khalil Mack and Robert Quinn. Do you think the Bears look at some late round, late round edge rushers? Yeah, so, uh, you know, prior to the the Robert Quinn and, you know, Leonard Floyd release, I thought that was going to be a huge need for the Bears. And I was looking at some of the top edge rushers. But now that we the Bears did get Robert Quinn, I'm looking at maybe if you can get someone sixth, seventh round, Trevon Hill um, is a guy that I think could be a contributor. Someone that you don't necessarily have to lean on in the first season. You also um, – it's just not something that is the biggest need, but you should never neglect trying to get an edge rusher. That's always one of the most coveted positions on a football team, but you do that. You also brought in Barkevius Mingo, which yeah. you shouldn't expect much from, 
But I think sixth, seventh round, Trayvon Hill might be a guy. Yeah. So do you think it's a possibility that we take a late round running back? You know, Tariq Cohen didn't have his best year with us last year. And, you know, it's way more players that probably need to be re-signed, like Allen Robinson. Um, James Daniels is coming up, Anthony Miller as well. So uh, what do you think Do you think is a strong possibility we take a late round running back to potentially replace Tariq? Yeah, so that that's going to be an interesting one, too. Um, I think if you're looking at possibly getting somebody to replace Tariq Cohen, you want someone that has versatility to an offense. Uh, Antonio Gibson from Memphis is a guy that really does it all. At, at the Senior Bowl, when I talked to him, he was listed as a running back. The Combine, he was listed as a wide receiver. It's so He's a guy that really is brings a lot of versatility to an offense. So that's someone, maybe if you're looking round five, that's somebody that can replace him. But I just think that Matt Nagy really needs to look at what he already has on his roster. Cordero Patterson did a lot of good things for the Patriots in 2018 out of the I formation. Yeah. The Bears ran the I formation with Cordero Patterson three times. And with the Patriots, they ran it 17 times. He had over five yards of carry. I think Matt Nagy first needs to evaluate and see what he has before he goes and adding more players. Because I think Cordero Patterson could be an option at the scouting combine. He said – that, well, look, Matt Nagy, Ryan Pace say a lot of things, and usually they go against their word, yeah. but they want to get more reps for Cordell Patterson. I think at running back, you can do that. Yeah. Do you think Cohen's on the roster after this season? I personally don't he, think yeah. he is. I don't I, think he is either. You know, yeah, I think um, when you look at what he does, yes, he can be a slot receiver, he can be a running back, but they just haven't figured it out. They, yeah. Matt Nagy hasn't put him the best positions possible and you know Tariq Cohen does it to himself when he wants to run out of bounds so it's a it's a little bit of both and I just think using my gut here we won't see Tariq Cohen after this yeah what do you what do you think Parson Jalen Cohen or no in 2021 I've already said no but it also all depends on how this year goes let's say if he he returns to 2018 for him yeah yeah. and or like let's say if we can get the offense going under Nick Foles this time yes Jalen, what do you think? I definitely feel like he, it's a it's a definitely a, a opportunity for him to be here. Um, like I said last year, he didn't have his best year. You know, his his product, productivity definitely went down from twenty eighteen. Uh, but it's way more important people on the offense that and defensive side as well that potentially need to be resigned. So if if you know he's he's asking for too much, then let him walk. I, you know, it would definitely be sad to see Tariq go. I just love his energy for this team. You know, he's definitely a great locker room guy, great team player. But if if he's asking for too much, yeah, definitely. Absolutely. All right. Well, we've quickly run through our draft questions for Nick, and we've all got one non-draft question for him. So let's start here. I don't think there's any more pressing issue than this. Who do you think wins the quarterback competition, Trubisky or Foles? I think when it all comes down to it, Nick Foles will be the starter come week one. Um, just given the circumstances, too, that we're all facing right now with the with the pandemic, you yeah. want somebody – you would rather have Mitch Trubisky, you know, getting that help one-on-one in, you know, interaction with Matt Nagy and the coaches. But Nick Foles is a veteran. He knows a lot of those coaches that are currently on the staff, even though he has no chemistry with any of the wide receivers – it's going to come down to who can really run this offense the best, and they're each going to be splitting reps. I don't know. When you look at just the circumstances, the situation, it's just coming out that Nick Foles is going to be the guy. Look at his restructuring his contract. Yeah, He has incentives where if he plays well, he's going to be compensated. Yep. He's kind of put that on himself to knowing, like, hey, I can go in here, be the starter, get some money, and then 
possibly not even be here in 2021. I think when it all comes down to it, though, Nick Foles will be the week one starter, but they're going to each have an equal opportunity. Yeah. Um, so you just got credentialed by the NFL. How Congrats special is that? that? And uh, uh, what's it called? How, what advice do you have for young adults going into sports media? Yeah, so um, we, we got credentialed. I got credentialed to go to the, the Senior Bowl earlier this year. Thank you. And <laughs> then also the Combine. Um, but, yeah, it was a really special moment. I was on the train going to class at DePaul when Will called me and he's like, Nick, I have huge news. I'm like, well, what just happened? Are we going to get sued again by the NFL or whatever? <laughs> um, and then he's like, no, no, we're, we're, we're go- we got credentials to go to the Combine. So I remember just kind of yelling out, people on the train kind of looking at me. But it was, it was a very special moment. And then all I would say for advice for, like, you guys or anybody else that's trying to build up a podcast – you just got to consistently work at it, keep producing good content, mm-hmm. and the following will come. You guys have been doing a fantastic job of just promoting and putting out content and being consistent that people will recognize. You will yeah. find a following. People are going to start tweeting you and sending you DMs like, hey, when's the next podcast coming? When are you guys yeah. going to do the next thing? That's going to happen as long as you keep consistent. You guys have been doing that. Appreciate it. Uh, so this is my last question, and this is based on free agency. This free agency, Ryan Pace signed three former first-round picks in Mingo, uh, Effetti, and Artie Burns. Which out of those three first-round picks will have the most success in 2020? Yeah, that's that's a really good question. I'm going – I'm leaning towards Artie Burns if the Bears do not bring in another cornerback, a second-round draft pick. We've seen guys that maybe haven't had success in the secondary before. You just look at Buster Screen, for example, with the New York Jets. He had a lot of penalty issues. That was cleaned up when he was playing with the Bears defense. He didn't have he had one. It was a double penalty in the Detroit game where they, they both canceled out. You put Artie Burns with a Bears defense that can get after the quarterback, he might have more success. So that's a guy that I kinda am leaning towards. But look, Ryan Pace is trying to make up for his mistakes with bringing in a lot of these first round draft picks that just haven't panned out. Yeah. All right, we've got two more for you. First off, I know when we've been talking a little bit in the past, you, you've told me that's something that's really important to you is for you and Will to eventually earn that blue check mark on Twitter. So I just want to ask you how close you think you are to, to getting that check mark and what you're doing to try and, and continue to pursue that next goal. Yeah, that's an interesting thing because Twitter, again, is an interesting place where it's it, there's a lot of things that go into trying to validate whether yeah. someone is worth that, that blue check mark or not. So yeah. I think for us... It's still just consistently putting out yep. content that is that is in a professional manner that we are presenting ourselves in the right way, and I think sooner or later, Twitter, whoever whoever's running that, will Twitter recognize. mods who are listening, ver- verify ver- verify this man. <laughs> All right, Parth, what do you got? Last question. Oh, well, I don't know if this is true or not. I just found it on Twitter like thirty seconds ago. So there was this account called NFL Rumors that tweeted out saying that the Bears called about Odell Beckham Jr. So I don't know about that. To keep in mind. Something to just keep in mind. But uh, <laughs> how do you think the NFC North plays out this year? Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be an interesting – because when you look at the Minnesota Vikings in free agency, they, they practically lost half their secondary. I don't yeah. know. The, the Vikings didn't get better. Then you lose Stephon Diggs. That's definitely not going to make you better. You get some picks. But I look at the, the Vikings on downtrend. Detroit – it's, it's Detroit. It's yeah. It's, yeah. That's all we have to say there. The, look, Matt Patricia was brought in to fix that defense. 
nothing has gone right with Detroit and with that third pick. They they really can decide what happens in this draft, but I just don't see them being a legitimate threat. And then you got Green Bay. Uh, it's going to be interesting to, if they get another playmaking wide receiver with their first-round draft pick. I think they could be, again, still a dangerous team. They're always a dangerous team, but it all is going to come down to quarterback play in the 2020 season. If Nick Foles is the guy or if Mitch – look, if Mitch Trubisky takes a substantial jump up and is able to run this offense, the Bears are going to be a competitive team, especially if that pass rush is back. Yeah. So it's going to be a very competitive division. We do have one more playoff spot open now with the new CBA, new league rules. So it's a, a competitive NFC, and the NFC North is no no laughing matter whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So I actually did have one more question left. It's two questions in one. Which who do you think is the most underrated bear on this team, and which bear do you think is going to break out in twenty twenty? Ooh, good question. Um, so the player that I think is going to break out, I think it's set up for David Montgomery to have a big season. Yeah. If you, especially if you fill that right guard position, you are going to be set for for Montgomery to do what he was brought in to do break tackles get into the second level and make people look silly he, he's a guy that I, I don't know how defenders are able to tackle him because of he can make you miss in a phone booth that's just how good of a player he yeah. is but the most underrated player i don't think when we look at the offense obviously there's a bunch of struggles but you look at cody whitehair he's a guy that fluctuated had to switch positions but he was the one consistent thing on offense opposite, of course, Allen Robinson. But you look at Cody Whitehair, if the Bears don't have him and he's always restructured his contract to take less and do things like that, you can you can just appreciate the things that Cody Whitehair does for this Bears offense and just how he carries himself on a game-to-game, a year-to-year basis. Absolutely. Well, thank you very much for joining us today, Nick. Three years in a row, man. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. If you would like to see more content from Nick, you can check out his Twitter, at Nicholas Moriano. You can also find him, Nicholas underscore Moriano, on Instagram. And we'll leave a link in the description to the Chicago Audible, over 6,000 subscribers. And you can also find more content from Nick at chicagoaudible.com. If you'd like more content from us, do us a favor and head over to our website, beardown.com. You can also follow the podcast on Instagram and Twitter, at Down. Jalen and Parth, any last words? Um... What, four days to the draft? Four days, man. Three, We're getting four, there. Four days, three, three, four days, days. three days, four days? Three days. Three days is Monday. Like yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I can't wait for the draft. It's probably the most exciting thing that happened since we've been quarantined other than the, NH- and other than the MJ documentary. But, yeah, yeah I, I can't wait. Nick, did you watch that last night? That was pretty good. That was amazing. It just yeah. filled the void for no sports, but I can't wait for Sunday. Absolutely. Definitely. Well, that's pretty much going to do it for us, guys. And as always, Chicago, stay safe and bear down. Peace. Peace.